Yo, yo, yo. It's the Great Debate Show. Jarvis Jeffries, Terrence Smith, Nick Ely. We are all in the building. It's the good guys, and we are back. Tuesday, you know what that means. We've got more debates for you. We've got the NFC West. Can't wait to get that jumping. Um, four teams, the NFC best is uh, demands. And um, Nick Ely wants to talk about the NFL top 100 list of 2022. We've all kind of got a few objections with it. I know Nick does. I do. I do as well. Um, so we'll get into that in a minute here shortly. Uh, not a whole lot else to talk about other than the past weekend. We've got football back. We had a lot of preseason games that were very interesting. Uh, some of them, you know how it is. You want to see your favorite player. You want to see a few snaps to see how they're going to progress, if at all. And then you just keep your fingers crossed that there's no injuries. And if you're a 49er fan, I don't know what to do. Cross them, uncross them. I don't know what to do because we cannot, um, you know, we, we just can't beat this injury bug that we always get every training camp. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Guys, how are y'all doing today? Doing pretty good. I, I ain't got no legs today. I, uh, I actually went out to the uh, FedEx St. Jude Cup yesterday to the golf tournament and walked and walked the whole course. Um, you know, a couple couple of times, probably back and forth. So, uh, so a little tired, but it was uh, it was a pretty cool experience. First time going out to that. So, um, you know, I, I'll definitely keep an eye for some in the future. Okay. Yeah, man. We had uh, my my job gave us tickets to it, and I was like, I don't want to go to that. Yeah, so hey, I have legs today. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. <laughs> yeah, but now walking walk, walk a golf course is definitely more of a task than uh, than you than a lot of people would think. It's it's, it's no joke. Oh yeah, yeah. Tiger Woods talked about that when he was uh coming off his uh, leg injury. He's still coming off, but when he first was coming back, you know, he was like, if I could, if I could ride a golf course, I would have been back. But having to walk a whole golf course, uh, you know, that's that's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Especially, especially in the in the Memphis heat. And it was nice and hot yesterday. Please believe. Oh uh, yeah, it was a little 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 tantalizing. Yeah, <laughs> nice and toasty. But tell you what, it was uh, it was interesting <laughs> to see some of the houses that sit out there. It, it, that's got to be a nice view for a Sunday afternoon. It's Not a bad. very underrated uh, part of Memphis where, like, you get a lot of very very affluent people. Uh, just imagine how much it costs to live on a PGA Tour golf course. You know, like those people are paying a pretty good penny over there. Uh, I say that because my uh, my aunt got—I know we get a little, little off track, but I had an aunt that had a wedding ceremony over there, and uh, yeah, man, those are some very nice houses over there, and you know they're expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, they are that was pretty interesting, especially these days in uh, our current inflation. Uh, uh, state of mind that we got going on. It's very, very expensive in certain areas. Uh, so, guys, again, uh, first, let me let everybody know that the Great Debate Show is available wherever you get your podcast. Rate and review. Hit the follow or subscribe button and download. The Great Debate Show is available wherever you get your podcast. So, to our YouTube listeners, and we are live on YouTube right now as we speak, thank you for listening. If you would like to join, if you would like to follow the podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, again, wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out if you're not able to tune in with us here live. All right. 
So, guys, we want to get started and we want to talk about Kevin Durant. Before we get into anything else, he he wants out of Brooklyn, it seems, pretty bad. He said last time it's going to be me or them, meaning GM Sean Marks, Coach Steve Nash. Nothing has happened. Those guys are still in Brooklyn as a net. Uh, now he Now the rumor is he will even go as far as retiring to pull their hand. I mean, to force their hand. Now, Terrence, you said that he's came out and said that that is not true. Right. So, what do we got going on here? What, who's Who to believe? And what's going to happen here as we get closer and closer to NBA training camp? You know, um, I believe that I don't think that Durant is going to retire. But, I, you know, I want to answer this with a question. Why is he always in these positions? Like, why is he in a position? Because I don't know if you got how far you guys can remember, but uh, there was something that Stephen A. reported one time, and he got upset with Stephen A. Like there is somebody close to Kevin Durant who is I don't know if they're getting paid for it or not, but like clearly it's an issue, and he just loves to get on Twitter to correct things that he knows is like are, you know far fetched. But last week when the trade demand came out, he didn't come and correct that. So I, 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 my only question is, why is he always in these spots? And it's so bothersome that somebody of his skill set, somebody of his uh, star power, somebody of his importance in the league, we need Kevin Durant to do well. But he's always in these positions, and it's so bothersome to me. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. I hadn't really thought about that from the standpoint. I, you're right. I do remember there was there was a bet he had with Stephen A. And Stephen A. was basically saying, and it was Stephen A. and it was also with uh, Chris Broussard. He had one yeah, I, I, remember, well. I remember what it was. Now I, I recall what it was. Kevin Durant was going to go to the Lakers, and it got back to Stephen A. that he was thinking about going to the Lakers, and that's probably why he didn't go to the Lakers. He probably didn't go to the Lakers just to spite Stephen A. But like. These reporters, man, let me tell you, they work hard for the sources. They work hard for the information. They are not making things up. If if somebody came out today and said that Kevin Durant said he's going to retire, it's because somebody close to Kevin Durant more than likely told this reporter that Kevin Durant will retire before he played with Brooklyn again. They're not making these things up. So no, 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 no. So uh, from what from from the tweet I remember, now, and I'll go look at it again to make sure. From it was from Bleach yeah. Report, um, they said a top executive said this. So they didn't it didn't necessarily come from somebody close to Kevin Durant, where this executive got it from, maybe a different story, or or if the executive was maybe saying something that he was thinking and not necessarily something that he was told. Um, but but the, the, the tweet said that a uh, top executive um, has said this. So um, that, that being and said... That's probably a smoke screen. That's probably a smoke screen so that Kevin Durant won't also, find Also possible, because the thing, the thing that doesn't make sense about that is unless this top executive is with the Brooklyn Nets, who else would have, what other executive would would feel empowered enough right. to say the entire thought process on it is interesting. Um, the fact that he, like, like you said, had the issue with Stephen A. He also had the issue with Chris Broussard. Um, it was something regarding, you know, Chris Broussard said he, he texted him and it was essentially, and he was yeah. like, you know, I'm sorry, it was a text. It was DM. He was like, you know, and he basically said, my job is built on integrity. I would not sit up here on national TV and lie to you about having contact with Kevin Durant. I, I'm, you know, 50 whatever years old. I think he said he was. He's like, you know, I text, DM, whatever. I'm, we're sending messages back and forth. Right. You know, right. I have them in my phone. Like, 
if you want to try to call me out, we can. I can open my my inbox. If not, and I, I can. And he kind of put it to him. Like, I can open my inbox and show them what we were talking about. Hint, hint. Like, because you know, we had a conversation that you don't necessarily want to be made public. So, right. either be quiet or we can do this. Just let me know. Yeah, and he called. Uh, remember, he called Rappaport. Uh, what did he call? I think he called him an F word. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he called Rappaport an F word. Uh, in his DMs, and Rappaport leaked it. Like Kevin Durant, quit, just quit being petty. Like just that's that. That's really the basis. Stop being petty. Yeah, I mean, um, past that, I mean, I, I still stand by what I said from the beginning. Kevin Durant's not retiring, and yeah, somebody's no. gonna get traded, and, and somebody's gonna play for Steve Nash. So saddle <laughs> up. <laughs> That's what it looks like, guys. Oh, my goodness. And you and you both have been saying that from day one that nothing's gonna happen. They're gonna run it back. And no matter how much talking Kevin Durant does, it just seems to be all for nothing. It still it still looks like they're gonna run it back. I will say one thing to all of my gamblers, all the gambling listeners here at the Great Debate Show. Uh just for the hell of it, if when you can, before the season starts. Doesn't this make you want to put a little something down on the Brooklyn Nets to win the whole damn thing, the championship? I know it seems like, oh, man, they're going to blow this thing up. They're going to be bad. The coaching is going to be – this could be a great story in June on why they are, you know, in the finals and all the chaotic drama that came up until this, that led to this moment. And now here we are, KD, Kyrie, Steve Nash, general manager, whoever else is on the team, wow, how did they get – this far after it looked like they weren't even going to be Brooklyn Nets anymore. Put a little something down on them. I don't care if it's 50 books. I don't know what the odds are. But Brooklyn, it's too late now. <laughs> the odds have already dropped significantly. So do it while you got a chance, just in case. Brooklyn Lake, uh, Brooklyn Nets and Los Angeles Lakers. It's just so much drama that surrounds those two. Put a little something on them. That's all I'm saying. Put a little something on them. Uh, I don't know what the Nets are going to do. I don't care about the Nets to do anything, but I did want to see them running back. Uh, ben Simmons, if he will play this time, let's see what happens. And that's the one thing that everybody's forgetting. If they run it back, it could be dynamic because we will finally get to see Ben Simmons. But again, no, I'm with you, I'm with you guys. I don't think that KD is going any damn where. It's, and it's funny how he said that. It's almost like he heard us say that. We know Kevin Durant. He's going to play. No matter what happens, he will play. Now he wants to get – Oh, everybody's caught on to me. They know what I'm going to do. Well, I'm not going to play. I'll retire. This is just so childish. Um, I wish he would stop being so petty, and I wish he would just grow up and cancel all his social media. Everything. <laughs> cancel every social media link. Stop looking at everything. Stop waiting for something to, you know, to, 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 to you know, take a shot back at. Just stop. Just stay off of it. Kobe and he's going to LeBron uh, playoff mode. In the preseason, he needs to be in playoff mode. Man, Kobe Bryant did not have a Twitter account until his final season of the NBA. Right. KD should take some notes. He should take some notes. He's the last person that needs a Twitter account or any other account. The last person. All he does, I won't be surprised if he listens to all the things that I've said about him. I won't be surprised if he's listening to us right now because he's just waiting on some. But if you're going to do it, KD, tag a brother into this shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, put the great debate show in there. Give us, give us our recognition. I don't give a damn what you say. You can call me a bitch. Just make sure you tag the great debate show in there. Um, 
But man, I mean, he listens to everybody and watches everybody. I would, I just will not be surprised if he has not heard the NBA, uh, the Great Debate Show. And those downloads that we get out of New York and New Jersey sometimes make it's him. Wonder it's who him. It is because sometimes it's just one, one each and every episode. Who is this one person that's so, you know, they they they've got this thing, this fluctuation with us here at the Great Debate Show. I just sometimes don't think it's an average Joe. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, KD, once again, finding his way into the news once it just seems like everybody's forgotten about him. He finds a way to get back in it. Okay, Nick, you want to tell us about this NFL Top 100 list? They're only halfway done with it right now. But if this is for the 2022 season, we've got a few bones to pick with the NFL again then, right? Yeah, so I had a I had a big problem with this list. Um and it ties into our NFC West discussion today because the problem I had with this list is that Kyler Murray was ranked 57. Russell Wilson was ranked 61. And Derek Carr, I believe, was 68. This might be a hot take. Yeah, yeah. I think it was something no, like no, no, that. No, 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 that. No, that's not the take. What I'm about to say, this may be a hot take. This is going to be the first year of Kyler Murray's career that he's not the worst quarterback in his division. Ah, I see where we're going. Okay. <laughs> so, the idea that he is now better than Russell Wilson, and I would even as well say Derek Carr, that's why I brought him up, is crazy to me. I don't understand... I mean, the only the only logical argument that you can make for it to me is that because of where he is, as young as he is, of those guys, then maybe you would say you want him over those guys for the next five years, seven years. Because I would think, I, I would honestly think, especially the way you know Tom Brady's kind of blazing the blazing the path that hey, I think Derek Carr might be thirty two, uh, Russell Wilson I think is also thirty two. So, I mean, you know, four or five more years of those guys being in their prime, I don't think is is out of the question. Um, and so with that being said, the idea that Kyle Murray is better than either of them is, is crazy to me. Um, that was the biggest beef I had with it. And um, that's going to be probably relevant in this. Like I said, this is his first year being the best quarterback, being the second best quarterback in his division, being not the worst. And that, that includes, you know, obviously Jared Goff was the quarterback of the Rams before their uh, the Super Bowl run this year with Matthew Stafford. Um, and so that's the quarterback that he's going to be worse than in the division this year. You know, San Francisco's trying out Trey Lance, and we know how I feel about him. And Seattle's trying out somebody. We're not even sure yet. So um, unless it is, and you know what? And Seattle ends up signing Jimmy G, then he's still third in the division. So, again, the idea that he's better than Russell Wilson or Derek Carr is crazy to me. T, you got it. Hey, I mean – yeah, I'm with you, especially like if you look at the way he dropped off the last year. Like they were looking like the unbeatable team. Uh, they were bowling through people, and then he just okay. You see that he went down. He did just he did he went this direction. Yeah, and it's the second year in a row. Max Kellman tried to push Tom Brady off of <laughs> right, and that's the second year he's he's done that. So until he gets over that hurdle, nah, he's not better than Wilson. He's not better than Carr. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, 
agreed with all of that. Um, his playoff performance last season was terrible, and uh, it did show that maybe he does play the video games more than watch film. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do it. But uh, <laughs> that wasn't just my only um, thing that I that I agreed with, my only issue. That wasn't my only issue with that list. We're, we're doing a Zoom call right now to get what we get, you know, our visual stuff for the, for the, for the audience. And so I can't really go back and look at that list at this moment. But, yeah, Kyler Murray being ranked higher than Russell Wilson was definitely one issue. Um, Kyle Juszczyk, fullback for the Niners being 100, that was an issue. He does so much for that offense. Um, I mean, I appreciate him making the list, but damn. Um, one hundred. I mean, you talk about a pullback in twenty twenty two, though. I mean, how much? How much can he really matter? Which is the reason why? See, you don't watch Niner football. That's the reason I mean, why. I he should be, what I'm just saying that that's the reason why he should be higher because even though that's irrelevant, almost in most in the other thirty one teams in the league, not with Shanahan and his offense. Like the fullback is still used pretty heavily, and yeah, just for different things and different reasons. He's not really a fullback. He's an OW. Yeah, that's what that's what the Niners like to call him. He's an offensive weapon. We use him in some kind of way. And so, no, nah, I don't respect one list that I, I wasn't uh, quite Did you cool see anybody with. on the list that you had an issue with them being behind? Well, Russell Wilson, I definitely. The people that he was – he's behind He's behind no, no, about no, no, 50 no, no, more no. people. I'm saying, did you see anybody on the list because they got 100 through 51 out? Did you see anybody on the list that you that you disagreed with you check being behind? Yeah, but I just can't think of it right now. It, you you got the first one with Russell being ahead of Kyler. I mean, being ahead of I mean Kyler being ahead of Russell Wilson and Derek Carr. Um, I, I'm not gonna. Who else was it, man? It was somebody. I'm else. gonna help you out. Hold on, I'm gonna help you out. Okay, it was something else that I saw that I wasn't very. Yeah, I, and I, I just I want to say, Nick, why you looking? Uh, you gotta keep in mind that Uchek came from the Ravens. Uh, he was a doggone good player out there too. All right, so that means I got to fight both of y'all on this call, on this question. No, I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just I, I <laughs> my little two cents in. I don't, think, I don't think that's a bias. I think he's just being real right there. That's a fact. This guy is better than what they're giving him credit for. Again, just the fact that he made the list after what you just said about fullbacks in 2022, that should tell you something. But I just most teams don't even have one on the roster now. Yeah, Agreed. but what he does so for I, the for the for the Niners, man, give put him at 75, 80. It ain't got to be one hundred. Okay, so ninety nine, which I also had an issue with this. Ninety nine was Kirk Cousins. Nine, yeah, I got a problem with that. Yep, yep. You got you got a problem with that? I do. I do. All right. I mean, I just picked the Vikings. Which is why it doesn't make sense that you have a problem with this because if you tell me that the Vikings got a quarterback, a good enough team. To win the NFC North and a division that has Aaron Rodgers, their quarterback can't be sorry. And I'm not the biggest fan of Kirk Cousins, but if you if that's what if that's what your point is that the Vikings are going to win the division, they're not winning it on a, on a quarterback that ain't no good. Well, I mean, that's why I got. I'm, I'm I'm confused. I have a problem with it because he should be higher than that. You you, th- you think? Oh, you saying you got a problem with where Kirk Cousins is? Yeah. Not not with you, but you don't have a problem with him being over you, check. I mean, I'm not really tripping on that right now at the moment. I'm just looking at their numbers. Both of them should be ranked higher than that. Okay, well, yeah, no, I I agree that Kirk Cousins should be ranked higher because oh. the player that I that I looked above and saw ahead of him, more most immediately ahead of him, was Mac Jones, quarterback for the Patriots. 
that 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 one that, that doesn't hold water to me. I mean, I get it that Kirk Cousins has definitely got better weapons in Minnesota than Mac Jones has, but the idea that Mac Jones is eighty five. Seriously, stop. <laughs> I'm just saying, eighty six. I think he's already reached his ceiling in that rookie season. Playoffs didn't win a playoff game, but I think he already bumped his head on the ceiling. That's it. They want they wanted to be Tom Brady's kid really bad, and he's not. Yeah, he's definitely his son. Our problem with Marshawn Lattimore being in the 80s, I just said last week when we talked about the NFC South and why they were winning on how he's a much better player than what they're saying he is right now. You, you can't miss the playoffs without them just forgetting about you. I mean, I know what have you done for me lately exists, but damn, it was just last season. Like, wow, they missed the postseason. They quarterback went down. They, what, what, what? I mean, like, really? It hasn't been that long. I know it's been since 2019 since he had a wild, crazy, explosive, great season. But uh, I think some of that was injury. Some of that was, man, I'm sick of Drew Brees. I'm going to whoop his ass. Everybody forgets yeah, about that. Yeah, they had a lot of problems. Everybody, everybody forgot about the statement that played another down for those guys uh, since then. But, like, the Saints are better. Marshawn Lynch should be ranked higher than that. Uh, that was the main one that I had a problem with. Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins at 99, my fullback. Oh, and Jimmy Ward, safety of the 49ers. I know that's not a household name. I get it. And I Jimmy was, Ward a bad boy. I was down on Jimmy Ward in his early years of his career. I'm not going to lie. A lot of it was just him not being able to see. All of a sudden, he stays healthy. Well, up until now. He just got hurt yesterday. He's got a bad hamstring. He may not make it for week one against the Chicago Bears. However, this guy's a stud. He can play free safety, strong safety, nickel corner, outside corner. He's did it all. And this is a real stud DB. And for him, and last season, he really balled out. It may not show up on the stat sheets, but if you watch the Niners game, Jimmy Ward's name is going to be mentioned more than you can, more than you would like. His name to be mentioned if you're the op. Um, so whatever number it was, I want to say it was 70. It was in the 70s or, or, or even lower, and I disagree. Like, he, he deserves Jimmy Ward was 96. That's right. It was even worse, 96. That's, that's very disrespectful. I'm sorry. Give him 76, not 96. I'm not saying he's a top 10 or a top 5. I'm just saying that he does a lot, and he's very versatile. And, uh, yeah. So I got a problem with that too. But again, this list is done by players. So I mean, what do they know? They play the game, but that's it. I mean, they play the game, but <laughs> ever, ever, evidently they've forgotten how good Russell Wilson is. Wow. Yeah, that, that that's just that's that's wild to me. We will see. I will say this: I am very surprised to see number fifty-three or fifty-four. That's that stud DT I was telling you about it with the Titans. Uh, out of Mississippi State. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, yeah. Jeffrey Simmons. I'm surprised to see him on that list. Watch out for this guy in a contract year. He will probably go from 50 to 25. Yeah, he'll he'll be higher on this list next year. That's for damn sure. He's going to make sure of that because, again, it's time to get paid. Watch out. And the other one I saw that I know is going to be a lot higher on this list next year is Rashawn Slater, the tackle for the Chargers. He's going to be a lot. He he was at 79, I think. He's going to be a lot higher on this list next year. Okay. I can guarantee you that. Okay. All right. Interesting. Okay, so we, that's all I got with that list. Uh, y'all done? Um, again, we'll get back to it when they're done with the next 50. But uh, we got to get into this <laughs> NFC West stuff. NFC West predictions. Y'all got anything else on that list? 
No, no that's it with the list. Okay, okay. Um, wait a minute. Before we get into the NFC West productions, real quick, real quick. Looking at the pro, looking at the preseason games from this past weekend, Malik Willis looked good. He looked damn good uh, for the Tennessee Titans. That's their rookie. Uh, my prediction is by week eight, he's the starter for the Titans. I want to just go ahead and put that out there right now uh, before we get into the AFC predictions, which we will start next week. Um, we know Trey Lance played um, f- for the first time as a QB1. Uh, Huntley for the Baltimore Ravens. I know Lamar Jackson is the man, and I know he needs to get paid, and he better get paid. But sometimes I can watch that guy and say to myself, huh, well, maybe maybe there's a reason why they hadn't paid Lamar just yet. They actually may just try to get the house for Lamar Jackson and roll with Huntley. And then they'd get, like, two number one receivers probably, and then Lamar Jackson would be like, damn, now you get the receivers? I don't know. I know this is just a theory. But, Terrence, before we move on, I just want you to give your take on your backup quarterback in Baltimore and what the hell is up with Lamar Jackson showing up for training camp and practicing every single day without a contract. Why is he betting on himself like that? I I want to tackle the uh, Lamar Jackson part first. Are you guys watching the Derek Jeter, um, the captain series on, on ESPN? I've heard a little bit about it, but I haven't watched it. Pretty good. But he said a line that was real important. Him and Steinbrenner had a uh, falling out. Him and Cashman, sorry, about how much money he should be making. Cashman wanted to underpay him because he didn't hit a lot of home runs and get a lot of RBIs. Uh, but they literally started winning the minute Derrick Jeter showed up. And Derrick Jeter said that loyalty, he's a very loyal person, but loyalty one way is stupidity. And I think that Lamar Jackson is forgetting that this, that this is a business. If you show up a training camp or preseason and you get hurt, uh, that contract goes to Pui yep. immediately. Yep. That's just it. If you don't show up, they take you a little more seriously and they pay you. Loyalty one way is stupidity. So don't forget that. The second part about Huntley, and y'all, excuse me, I'm, I'm so congested. I don't know what I sound like. <laughs> it doesn't sound good to me, but I don't know what it sounds like to y'all. Uh, but about Huntley, to me, Huntley is to to Lamar Jackson what Mark Bolger was to uh, Kurt Warner. Who am I saying? Kurt Warner. Thank Kurt you. Warner. My mind was just went went, went dead right there. And uh, yeah, so Lamar Jackson should, should be should be kind of careful <laughs> with these contracts because uh, the guy behind him can play, That's a and good he kind of mirrors him a little bit. Yeah, and, and I just gotta say, I just gotta say this. I think Huntley throws a little bit better than Lamar Man. as far as his accuracy. I don't know how accurate Lamar is, to be honest with you, because we don't get to see enough of those type of plays and throws. Yeah. I've seen some, but it's mostly off script. Man, I think he may be better than him accurately. It's just that he can't do yeah. the things that Lamar does. Hey, man, yeah, I'm not no, saying no, that. I mean, and nobody can, and that's why he's so special. But Huntley can lead that team to some wins. I think so. I think so. I am actually shocked to hear you say that. Because I was thinking it, I watched. I watched the game uh, the other night. When I, I, I saw, I saw a throw that he made to uh, the backup tight end. Yeah, and it was a the, perfect the one, throw. The one he stuck like right past the head of the, of the defender. Yeah, man, the yeah, tight end went up and got it. Thrown it. Yeah, it was perfect. And I'm like, I was, and I thought it was Lamar. I was like, oh, Lamar is throwing that thing this year, man. It's, you know, it was Huntley. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm actually surprised to hear you say that because I was watching the game kind of thinking like, I don't know if I've seen Lamar Jackson make a couple of these passes. But that being said, I also saw a couple of times where, you know, Huntley, wanted to, uh, Huntley would get outside of the pocket and would be in a little more trouble than Lamar Jackson would probably be in. There are um, headlights out there. I kind of disagree with you as it pertains to um, to what Lamar Jackson is doing right now. I don't think it's a loyalty thing. I don't think he wants to show the Ravens that he really wants to be here and all this, that, and the third. I think he. I think he's at a point where he truly believes unless they come in at the number that he wants, whether it's 250 fully guaranteed or whatever it is, then I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna do it, and then I'm gonna make y'all pay. I'm gonna you gonna pay a premium on that, or somebody else will do it. That's that's what I think he believes. I now, just, I just, it's a gamble, and I hope he wins. Right. So like I said, now whether I believe it's a it's a wise business decision is a different conversation from what I believe he actually he's actually doing. Um, and he, he made it have that in him where he's just like, look, yeah, I'm going to show it to you. And then, and then once you, you know, once I'm in a position where I've got all the leverage because I put together what hot take again, I think may be an MVP season again for Lamar. Uh, then, you know, there's, there's a premium on even what I, what I was demanding before this season. Yeah. Nick, I don't, I don't know how much of a hot take that is, Nick. And I say that because I think last year, had he not been injured, he would have been the first quarterback to like throw for four thousand yards and run for a thousand. Uh, so like, if he's on that pace and he can only get better, he can't get worse, really. Uh, I don't see why he wouldn't. Win. If, they, if they have a good season, he should be in, at least in the discussion. Yeah, um, it may not be that hard of a take, but I thought it might be coming from me specifically. So you know, right? Um, but had you said Jalen Hurts for MVP, then yeah, that's hot. That's real hot. Nah, that's, that's expected. That's a. That's, <laughs> we're gonna say that we're gonna say that for our overreaction or not overreaction uh, uh, <laughs> debate uh, segment because I uh, I don't know about that. Uh, but guys, I honestly, real quick, we're gonna get on to the NFC West. I just want to say to Lamar Jackson, look, you're betting on yourself. It's not smart at all. It's very dumb. There's no way to sugarcoat it. It's just dumb. You should not. Be going to practice without your lettuce. Get your lettuce first and then show up for practice. You can't, the way you play football, your style of play is just not smart. You're going to mess around and you're going to be, you're going to be hurt. And then after that, you're going to be getting whatever type of contracts, one year, two year deals they're going to throw at you just because of what has happened to you. You just got to get your letters first, and I don't agree with it. You betting on yourself. But, again, this could very well happen where he pulls the Flacco off and he, he wins the damn Super Bowl while betting on himself. It could happen. Right, right. And, and Baltimore it, should try to, pre- to like prevent that from happening because, like, that absolutely blew that team up. Yeah. Hey, man, get that deal signed. This deal should have been signed before, before what's his name was traded, before uh, Deshaun Watson was traded. Like, after um, – after uh, Chiefs quarterback, uh, what's his name? Mahomes signed, Lamar should have been signed right then. Don't yeah. don't give these other quarterbacks a chance to come in and get their money, and then you got to pay them based on what Deshaun Watson made, all his guaranteed money. Yeah. And he just, he, he just set yourself up a failure. No, pay the man before all that happens, and they didn't do it. Well, then all, well, all that happens then is that now you got a disgruntled quarterback because he looks up and goes, hey, I've, I've been performing at the top of the league. And I'm making, you know, now less than what these guys are making. So right. now you paid them, you know, two two years early at at thirty five million dollars when you could have had them at ten. Yeah. 
Pretty much. All right. So we're going to move on to the NFC West. If we need to um, probably wrap this here up and move before we move into the next segment, segment, uh, if that would make more sense, maybe uh, I'm not sure, but I know we're definitely uh, getting, getting low on our time already here. Uh, we got the NFC West that we want to just give our, our breakdowns or predictions of uh, as quickly as possible. Uh, let's see here. Um, T, what do you think? Should we should we continue or should we should we just go ahead and uh, uh yeah let's let's, let's get off the zone I think yeah okay we're gonna pop we're gonna pause and we're gonna get to the okay. NFC West so we're starting with the NFC West predictions right here right now again the great debate show is available wherever you get your podcast download and follow uh this is this is good we're gonna let you guys start. Uh, Terrence, uh, we'll let you go on and get get yours in first. NFC West predictions from one to four, from four to one, is the way I would like to do it, uh, from the bottom <laughs> to the top. Uh, how, how do you see the NFC West in 2022? Man, I, I think I'm going to kind of take the safe route, or, or maybe it'll, it'll, it'll appear to be the safe route so Jarvis don't hurt me. No, uh, no, I think I think that we can <laughs> I think that we can all agree that um, – the Seahawks will be for. They're totally rebuilding. They did get to keep Metcalf. And, and who knows now? I guess that also depends on if they try to make a trade for Jimmy G, but it's getting to the point to where it's kind of too late in the preseason to where, you know, this guy doesn't have a playbook and he's not getting in, getting in tune with his receivers. So the longer it goes on, the more it looks like they're not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and throw them in fourth place. And I think they might be, man, maybe five or six wins. Uh, just based on the fact that Pete Carroll is coaching them, and you know they, they can typically kind of get the most out of players. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying he's the smartest guy. I think that might be. <laughs> he, he might be on the on the back end of of, of intelligence, but uh, he can. You know, he's he's a raw rock guy, so he can't rile his guys up. Uh, but I just I don't see much in the Seahawks this season. I don't. I'm glad that Metcalf decided to stay. For, you know, that's where he wanted to be. But at the same time, you know. You would have liked to have possibly seen him kind of venture out to get with a better quarterback to get him, give himself a better chance to win. Uh, Seahawks six wins. I have them in fourth place in the division. Third place, and this is where it gets tough because, like, you you kind of look at it one way and you think that well, man, maybe this is the year where Arizona kind of takes a leap. But people forget how how deep this division is and how. Uh, how good San Francisco can be. So I'm going to put Arizona in third place, as a matter of fact. Mm. Uh, and again, it's like I said earlier, until I can see Calabari take that next step and not taper off at the end of seasons. And you got to keep in mind also that he will not have D-Hop the first six games of the year. That so with true. that being said, I'm going, to, I'm going to give them nine wins, though. I'm going to give them nine, between nine and ten wins. Uh, unfortunately, I still just think that the Florida Niners with their defense and they can get anything out of Trey Lance. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm so congested. I know I don't know what it sounds like, but you're just fine. hear myself talking. You're fine. I'm we, real we, we hear it a little okay, bit, but cool. you're fine. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I need that reassurance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to roll with San Francisco for 11 wins. I just think this division, when you look at it like this, like that division is going to be really tough. Yeah. It's going to be really tough, but I I, I can say the Florida Niners uh, will get 11 wins. The problem is. They're over there with the Aaron Donald Rams. And these guys, it's like Jarvis has mentioned so many times, 
These guys don't care about the salary cap. They are out here to buy a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They don't care about draft picks. They are out here to buy a Super Bowl. And they already have one. Yeah. I don't know if they'll go as far as they did last year and win it again. Uh, but I can see that with 13 wins for yeah. sure. Wow. Yeah. Hey, so I guess it's 13. It used, it, it used to be 13 to three. I guess it's 13 and four now with four, the, uh, yeah, 13 and four with yeah. the, with the new, with the added games to the regular season. Yeah. So I'm going to give them 13 to four. They'll win the division, but San Francisco will absolutely be a wild card. Gotcha. San Francisco definitely is a wild card. Um, you know, as is Arizona, they both are in, in their own kind of their own way. Obviously the unknown for, for Arizona is, you know, okay, you got the DeAndre Hawkins six game suspension, you know, how does that affect? Kyler Murray, um, and then on the other side, you got San Francisco bringing in Trey Lance, and of course we talked, you know, talked at length about him. Um, I do agree with you, Terrence. We got, um, yeah, I've definitely got. Uh, um, I'm blanking on the other team in the division now. The Seahawks, definitely yeah. Got, Seahawks, yeah, definitely got Seattle at the bottom of the division. Uh, like you said, you know, total rebuild mode. Um, the only slight hope I see there is if they do go ahead and pick up Jimmy G. Uh, I know they're gonna have to, you know, make some moves at the running back position with uh, Chris Carson retiring. Uh, I'm not sure what all is actually left of that defense at this point. Uh, I know the Legion of Boom obviously is gone, but it's gone you know, all the way gone. Right, long gone. But I mean, as far as what they've rebuilt with, uh, I don't know exactly what they've got there. If, they, if they've done anything on the defensive side of the ball at all. Um, and of course, you know, we got what they got a receiver with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. So uh, if you bring in Jimmy, you know, maybe it gets a little bit interesting for them, um, particularly if either, either of the teams in the middle. Um, that being Arizona or San Francisco goes into, you know, a nosedive or a tailspin, so to speak, um, then maybe they, you know, compete for, for the third spot. Uh, but most likely, I, I think I see them at the bottom of the division. Um, you know, San Francisco, I probably would put a little more faith in um, of the two between them and Arizona just because their defense um, is, is as solid as it is. So if push came to shove, I would probably feel more comfortable putting San Francisco um, in the two spot. And then, like you say, you know, the Rams, I would definitely put it number one. Um, you know, that I, just looking at the schedule, it lines up pretty well for them. I, I could definitely see them being a 12, 13, maybe even 14 win team. Um, just kind of depending. They start out with a pretty tough one against the Bills. And then after that, they got a combination of the, of the Falcons and the Panthers and a couple other, uh, you know, softer teams there. So, uh, definitely some potential for them to kind of get out on a, on a strong run. Um, and, you know, really go ahead and, and kind of put their division away and, and kind of be really be fighting for the number one seed, uh, in the NFC again. So, uh, obviously, you know the attrition of actually running through a whole Super Bowl run can be uh, can be a little bit wearing on a team. But by the same token, this is a team that may be bringing back you know Oda Beckham Jr. in the middle of the season. Um, you know, so him with first legs, provided he can stay healthy, then you know who knows. Um, but you know, obviously, as long as you got Aaron Donald kind of running that defense on that end, um, being able to have the impact that he has on the game, which is unlike really anything we've ever seen at the defensive line position before. Um, they're going to continue to be competitive, and so uh, so I, I definitely got them at the top of the division. Okay, all right, good stuff, guys. Uh, first, before I say my predictions, I just want to quickly say that the Los Angeles Rams, the piggyback off of what Terrence was just saying, not only do they buy their Super Bowls or however way you want to look at it, because I like the aggression. I do, I do, I really do. Forget the. Draft. I think every team should do that. I think every team should be aggressive. These like all these guys are rich. If they, if they cared about winning as much as the Rams front office cared about winning, this yeah. is what they would do. There you go, and 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 it, and it makes you question any franchise that doesn't do what the Rams are doing. They all they all have money. It, it's, it's garbage. They they're all rich. They're all billionaires. They do spend their money. And 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 I, and I know there's a salary cap. It just doesn't seem like there's one when you watch what the Rams do and how they do it. But hey, everybody's cap everybody's cap grows 
now that the revenue grows every single year in the NFL. So I say all of that to say this. The L.A. Rams, not only uh, are they a Super Bowl champions, defending champions, not only did they just say to hell with the picks, we're getting the players. These players are better than anything we're going to draft with these picks, which makes sense, and I like it. They're the best damn team in L.A. already, and they've only been back for about, what, six, seven seasons maybe? They're already the best team in Los Angeles. Uh, now the Lakers and the Dodgers just won championships in 2020. Now the Rams do it in 2021. Um, who is there left? The Clippers or maybe um, the, 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 the Kings, the, the hockey team? Other than that, man, like LA's done it the past few years. They've really been hot. But the, the Rams, for whatever reason, something about McVay and what they're doing, they're about the hottest. They're the best in L.A. They have really did a good job with that organization. And let's be honest, making a move from St. Louis to Los Angeles was the smartest thing they could have done. Um, and again, welcome home because that's where they belonged anyway. All right, now I'm going to start from the bottom. Yeah, the Seattle Seahawks definitely are at the bottom. Um, I think they will play some competitive games, though. They will be a little bit more competitive than what people think, but they'll, they'll all still result in losses. I've got them at like four and 11. Like I can't even find six wins, Terrence. Uh, but yeah, still have them at the bottom. All right. At three, this is going to be very, very, very surprising uh, to you all. And um, uh, first of all, let me ask this. Nick, you probably know this. Terrence, you may know it as well. But Nick, he's usually on top of some of this stuff. Is A.J. Green still a Cardinal or is he not? Or is he a free agent or is he still there or what? I think AJ Green, there. I believe, is a free agent. Uh, I can get an answer for you. Yeah, he, no, he's still with the Cardinals. I'm wrong. He's, he's still, still there. Yeah. I thought so. So he's still a Cardinal. Yep. Gotcha. That'll confirm what I'm about to say here. All right. You know me. I'm the host here of the Great Debate Show, and my guys, Terrence and Nick, we always have some good stuff to debate. Me, I'm a little bit different. I like to kind of take the, the the different approach. Like, like you may question it. But sometimes I leave you scratching your head wondering, like, how the hell did Jarvis know that was going to happen? Because I'm right more than I'm wrong here on this show. But when I'm wrong, I always acknowledge it. I'm wrong. After I say this, you're going to have to acknowledge me and acknowledge us here at the Great Debate Show in the great words of Roman Reigns. I've got the Rams number three in the NFC West. The defending wow. Super Bowl champions. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Wow. Nick, Nick, get it, get it ready now. Get, get, get the drug test ready. Get it out. I'm telling you. Get it out. I've got the, <laughs> I've got the Rams <laughs> number three in the NFC West, and basically here's my reasons why. I looked at the schedule. Did you guys look at the schedules? Uh, the yes. Rams. Week one, they got the Bills. Loss. Week two, that's a dub. They play the Falcons. Week three, they go into Arizona. That's a loss. Week four. That's a dub. They're better than Arizona. Okay. How many games did you say Arizona was going to win, Nick? Arizona could be third in their division. How many games did you say they're going to win? If I had to put a number on it, I didn't, I didn't look at Arizona. No, I didn't look at some Arizona. I gave, I, gave them, I gave them between either nine or ten. Okay. Okay. Nick, let me finish my schedule, bro. Let me finish. Go ahead. Let me finish. All right. I said that they would lose to the Bills week one. They'll beat the Falcons. They'll lose to the Cardinals. That's two losses in my book. The Cardinals, they play the Rams very good. Um, you're an NFC East guy. You know football. That's why you're here. But I don't think you know NFC West football like I do. They're not going to beat 
the Cardinals. They're not going to beat the Niners. That's three losses. When do they ever beat the Niners? Outside of that NFC Championship game, they haven't beaten them since 2018. All right? Okay. Okay. They're, they're going to lose that. That's three losses. They host the Cowboys. That's a dub. They host the Panthers. That's a dub. They play the Niners. That's a loss. That's four losses already. They go to Tampa Bay, play the Buccaneers. That's a loss. They uh, they play the Cardinals again. That's a loss. That's five losses. I think they're really going to get swept by the Cardinals and the Niners. Uh, even if they split, this is still not looking good. They go to New Orleans on November 20th. That's a loss. I got six losses. Then they go to Kansas City. I don't know what to say about the Chiefs just yet, but I'm just going to assume on November 27th in the cold, that's a loss. That's seven losses. Then they come back home. They finally play the Seahawks. Dub. They host the Raiders. Uh, I'm going to give them a dub, even though I really don't want to. But then they go to Green Bay on December 19th. That's a loss. That's eight losses. Then they go home to play the Broncos. They may win that one. They they have a road game that's really a home game against the Chargers in that same stadium. That's a loss. That's nine losses. And then they finish the season where they will host the uh, when they will go to Seattle, and they'll probably get that dub. I got eight or nine losses. I might have lost track here. I think my thing says nine and eight. Somehow I still counted nine losses. So I might have given them a loss that I didn't want. The Tampa Bay game, I'm kind of torn between because I know that they have went into Tampa Bay and beat them in the postseason, but that was last season. Uh, it just depends on how much Julio is playing this year if they recover from their center, Ryan Jensen's injury. Um, and whatever the hell Brady's problem is right now where he's out for personal reasons, if they get all that stuff cleared up and patched away, they'll probably lose that too. So I just gave you the schedule. I got nine and eight. That's, I'm sorry. That's what I see, nine and eight. They're not going to be as hungry as they were, for one, as they were last year. They'll get those rings on Thursday night, September the uh, 8th, and they're going to get their ass whooped by the Buffalo Bills at home while they're shining that ring up. And, again, they're going to play the Falcons. They're going to get that win, and then it could be a losing streak galore. Until they play the uh, Cowboys and the Panthers, and then the losing streak keeps coming up. Again, I said the Niners, the Buccaneers, <laughs> the Cardinals, the Saints, the Chiefs, before they finally get some relief and host the Seahawks. And then again, the Raiders, the Packers, the Broncos, the Chargers, before they finally get some relief and go to Seattle. Y'all, I know the Rams are Super Bowl defending champions. I don't see it looking at this schedule. And, um... Hey, Allen Robinson, is he an upgrade from OBJ? Is he an upgrade from the guy that OBJ replaced, Robert Woods? I don't know. They say they like him. Matthew Stafford, hey, let's be honest, y'all. Matthew Stafford was just one interception away from not getting to the Super Bowl, and he would have just been like, okay, so you're not that better than you're not that much better than Jerry Goff. Um, uh, Jaquiski Tart dropped an interception where we probably go to the Super Bowl again. And he didn't beat the 49ers at all. So he did the same thing golf did the previous years. Get swept by the Niners, regardless of who the quarterback is. That's where I got them at number three. I'm moving on. The Arizona Cardinals. Oh, man, the Arizona Cardinals are my number two team in the NFC West. So that means you already know who number one is. And I'm not being biased when I say that. I'll give you the reason why. I know, I know. I know you can't believe it. I know. But look. We'll talk about this in January, man. Well, I'll let you tell it, Nick. We'll be talking about it in October, November. 
because you think the Niners season will already be over with. But anyway, uh, Chiefs and Cardinals. What a week one game in Arizona. Ooh-wee. That sounds like a good game. However, I'm going with the Cardinals. And I know they don't have DeAndre Hopkins, but they still got A.J. Green. They got that other guy, uh, Isabella, in the slot and wherever else they're going to move around it. And they got Hollywood Brown, who is going to take the top off the defense. And I know you're thinking, well, wait a minute, but they don't have D-Hop. But the off-script plays that Kyler Murray, they like to send these blitzes and these cover ones and cover zeros. I don't know why. And he'll just run his little ass all the way back, backpedal, and then just sling it. And it's accurate, and it doesn't even have to be that accurate because he's going to run up under it, and he's going to get a 60-yard touchdown every time. They're going to start off hot, too. All right? 1-0 against the Chiefs. Then they go to Las Vegas and play the Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to start off hot, so I'm going to say that's a, that's a loss. That's one loss. They host the Rams. Uh, I think they beat them. They... They play the Panthers. That's a dub. They play the Eagles. I'm a little bit worried about that one, even though they're at home. But I'm going to say that's a dub. They host the Seahawks. That's a dub. They host the Saints. That's their second loss. They they go to Minnesota. I'm going to say Minnesota's going to be hot and surprise the Cardinals. That'll be their third loss. But then they host the Seahawks. Dub. Host the, go to the Rams. Dub. They uh, host the Niners in Mexico. Uh, I think that's the one from Mexico. No, it's not. This is in Arizona. That's a loss. That's four losses. They play the Chargers. I think that's a loss. That's five. But then they play the Patriots, a dub. Um, the six losses in Denver, maybe. They host the Buccaneers. I think that's a dub. The Falcons, dub. In the last game of the season, they play the 49ers in San Francisco. That'll be the dub because we always split, if not get swept. Uh, by the Cardinals, uh, but I think Trey Lance definitely gets the split this time. We play better on the road than at home, so I say that the Cardinals will get that one in in uh, Levi Stadium. So I had what five or six losses, six losses. So I have the Arizona Cardinals, if I'm not mistaken, at um no six losses. I got the Arizona card, and again, I don't know about the Buccaneer game. That's in the air. That could be a seven loss. 10 and 7 at worst, possibly 11 and 6 is where I have the Arizona Cardinals. And then we've got the San Francisco 40 fucking Niners. Yeah, yeah, I got them winning the West. And they hadn't done it in a, in a few years, though. That was 2019. But it was a Super Bowl year. And I'm saying that they're going to win the NFC West because Trey Lance has to give them a few more wins than Jimmy Garoppolo did. This is a team that was 9, 10 and 7 last season. With Jimmy Garoppolo, 10 and 7. All right. Um, let's see here. If I could pull up their schedule really quick here on why I just want to break down on what I see. All right. Week one, the Bears. I think that's a dub. Week two, Seahawks. Dub. Week three, at Denver, one loss. Host the Rams. Dub. At Carolina. Dub. At Atlanta. Dub. Host the Chiefs. Dub. At the Rams, dub. We host the Chargers. I'm going to say Justin Herbert's going to get that one. That's the second loss. We go to Arizona, dub. Saints come to town, three losses. Dolphins come to town, dub. Buccaneers, mm, man, that's a toss-up because I just don't know what to think about the Buccaneers. But I'm going to say that's a dub. We go to Seattle, dub. 
We host the Commanders. Dub. We go to Las Vegas. That's a loss. And then we finish the season against the Cardinals, which may be a loss depending on if we're fighting for anything. So I think I think I got four losses, maybe five. The Niners are going to be 12 and five, um, if not 13 and four. But I'll just say 12 and five to try to keep it realistic. So that is the Niners at 12 wins, playoffs. That's the Cardinals with 10 or 11 wins, playoffs. And I don't think the Rams would make a wild card at 9 and 8. Am I right? If they're 9 Probably and 8. Probably not. Okay, so I got two. Niners and Cardinals. And again, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking at the last week of the season, week 18. Those are the, those are the games to watch on your schedules because whenever there's two big playoff, um, I mean, um, what is playoff implications, you can expect it to be when you see two rival division teams playing each other, and it's usually the Niners and Rams. And last year, week 18, that had high playoff implications in that game. We had the win to get in, which we did, and we saw them in the NFC Championship game weeks later. Now this season, it's the 49ers and Cardinals in week 18. These are the re these are the things that I'm looking at. I don't know who your teams play, guys, on week 18, but if it's the Eagles and Cowboys, Nick, the Eagles and Cowboys will both probably still be relevant, fighting for playoff chances or hopes or whatever, a spot in that wild card or whatever. Same thing goes for Terrence and your Ravens. If the Ravens are playing the Cincinnati Bengals in week 18, look for both of those teams to make the postseason. All right, this is just what they do, and this is what they do. This is what I see at all times. Um, all right, so, yeah, that's it. I got the Niners winning the West. I know it's not a surprise to you all, but I'm really being no, honest. No. This is my realistic uh, opinion on what I see. I got two things I want to pull from now. I, I want to see how, how good you feel about these two picks. Okay. I want to see if you want to take a bet with me on the Rams over under eight losses. Because that's what I heard. That's the lowest number I heard. Oh, no, said no. eight losses for the Rams. Yeah, but I said nine and eight. So I still would take the over there. So you, you would take them for more for more than nine, for, for the number of losses. That wins losses. Oh, that's losses. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, damn. Yeah. Uh, oh, Cause, oh. Cause oh. You said you thought they would, they, would, they would lose eight or nine games. So, yeah. okay, if his bottom number is eight. I, I I still wouldn't go over, though, because, like, I'm saying eight. They very well could go ten and seven, though. But I see a lot of losses in their future. I mean, that's So, you want, you want to go seven and a half? Seven and a half. Seven and a half, I would, I, would, I, would, I would probably go over with the seven and a half. But I don't want to go over eight under. and a half. I will take that under. We, we can have that one right here. I'll take the under. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm listening to Jarvis read the schedule. And I'm just waiting for him to say, bye, that's an L. <laughs> like, right. to everybody. Hey, but look, Nick, are you looking at the schedule? I just read it out to you. Yeah. I just said it out to the, to the yeah, audience. I, I looked at the schedule. The idea that the Rams are going to lose eight games is wild to me. I, mean, so I would definitely take under seven and a half. Right. Okay, so I mean, so so again, like, what games do you disagree with, though? I mean, like, these are some tough games, man. Fantastic. I'm, I'm glad you asked. Give me just a minute. I'll, I'll get that schedule right on back up. Yeah, yeah, no problem. These are some tough games, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, I did it. I did what I normally do. I set the tone around here, and I get aggressive, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I leave everybody shaking their head and scratching their head like, what, what is Jarvis on oh, these boy. days? I'm just trying to see how much, how much the game is, how much the wager is for the, for the bye week to beat the Rams, man, because uh, <laughs> they ain't beat nobody. All right, so they, they open the season with the Bills. They hosting the Bills. I I can see them winning the game, 
But just for giggles, I'll give them a loss. Okay. They're going to beat the Falcons. They'll beat the Cardinals. They're going to beat y'all. They're going to beat the Cowboys. They're going to beat the Panthers. They mm, they might lose to y'all the second time. They, it, might, it might go the other way around. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Nick. Got to stop you for one second. I'm sorry. You said they might beat us the second time. We're talking about a team that has not beaten the 49ers in three seasons, except for that NFC Championship game you just witnessed. They're going to split with y'all. At least. If they don't win both, they'll split. Okay. So just, just to be nice, I'll give you the split. split. I'll give you the split. So at this point, we are we giving you the, giving you the Bills and giving you one of them against against the Niners. So that is one, two, three, four, five wins and two losses to this point. Five and two. And a travel to the Bucks. I'm going to give them a win. The Bucks got a lot going on uh, as far as uh, – because I know they brought in Julio – We'll see if he stays healthy, which he basically never does. Um, you know, obviously got the losses on the offensive line. Brady's taking his sabbatical for whatever reason. Not that that really matters because he knows more football probably than anybody in the building uh, with all due respect to his coaches. I mean, he's been doing it basically just as long as they have. Uh, even he's probably older than a couple of them. Uh, but I'm going to I'm gonna give the Rams a win in, uh, in Tampa. I'm going to have them beating the Cardinals again. I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of faith in the Cardinals. Uh, they'll lose to the Saints. They go, they go to the Saints November 20th. They'll lose that one. Uh, the Chiefs, that game could be a toss-up. I'll lean towards the Chiefs. Uh, they'll beat the Seahawks. They'll probably beat the Raiders. Uh, as much as I love Aaron Rodgers, they'll probably beat the Packers. Wow. Uh, they'll, beat the Bron- they'll beat the Broncos. The Chargers game could be very interesting. The Raider uh, the game. The Chargers may be fighting for something. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. fighting for something. Isn't the Raider game in Vegas? No, the Raider game's in L.A. Okay, all right. That, that well, okay. They both- they both play in L.A. No, the Raiders are in Vegas. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The Rams have that game's in L.A. Okay, I think Vegas games are gonna be really, really lit this season, and I think it's gonna be real tough. But okay, you got them. You got well, them I also think that, I also believe that Vegas might be a situation where it's like Dallas because it's such a touristy place that a lot of you might have a lot of team a situation where a lot of teams have uh uh kind of sort of like second home games, you know where. A lot of a lot of these te- a lot of these people love to go to Vegas, and they'll probably be there to support their teams. And not to mention, it's not a long trip from from LA. And right, and also the Raiders don't really have any long standing in Vegas, so it's not like it's Oakland where you know these people are diehard Raiders fans. Yeah, but people they, are in the Vegas that come from everywhere. That's true, but they you you guys make great points there. But they still have a diehard crazy crazy. I'm a Niner fan, so I know they have a diehard crazy Raider fan base still. And they, oh, yeah. and they Oakland's got one of those like like y'all and like the Steelers and like the Cowboys. I mean, you find you find Oakland, but you can find Raiders fans anywhere. Yeah, you can, you can, and I think they still make the trip from Oakland or wherever they're from to to Vegas. Yeah. But again, you you guys are right, and you may be right, T. But I would say because they have more to cheer for now, I think the real fans come back out more. It takes a while to get over it. Oh man, yeah, I never does. thought we'd leave Oakland. 49er fans said they wouldn't drive to Santa Clara either. They drive to Santa oh, Clara please. every yeah, damn Sunday. Everywhere. Yeah, every Sunday they make that forty that forty minute drive, and this yeah, I is would longer. Drive to Hawaii if there was a land bridge. There you go. Probably would. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, look, but you but you make you make a good point. Maybe not. I'm just saying that I think if we think that Devontae Adams is who he is, the Raiders are going to be a better team. And so some of these games and us playing the AFC West, the hardest, toughest division in the AFC now, in football now, I believe, everybody's going to struggle in our division going against that division. And, um, yeah, I, I, I hey, we'll see. Uh, but I, just, got a, I got a hard time saying the Rams lose any more than six games. I know you do, and that's why this will six, be six, a – Six is, is, is as high as I would go. 
Okay. As far as, as, far as losses. Uh, hey, man, I hear you. That's that's what's going to make it even sweeter when you put that money in my hand or whatever we're betting. You know, if you want to do a drink. If you want to look at. If you want to do a drink or something. For your team. Okay. San Francisco. Okay. Because I heard you. I, I think the bottom number I heard there was 12 wins. Yeah. Is that what I heard? That's what you heard. So, so you want to do 11 and a half? I'll take the under on that too. Okay, first of all, why 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 does it why do I always get stuck in these bits, but but you never get placed in bits for some of your for, for some of your wild you be, you be having the takes that be wildest to me. I, I, this is just I can't believe what I heard. Hold on, I man. Be, I, I, How was I, it? I can believe it because it came from you and because you're a 49ers fan. But I can't believe what I heard. You know what I'm saying? But how was it so wild to have the Niners winning two more games than last year with a new quarterback that's supposed to be more dynamic and bring us bigger and better plays and more explosive to the offense? How he's was that so dynamic, wild? He's more dynamic, but he's not more consistent. And that's where our issue going to come in. He'll make you a couple of big plays, but I feel like he'll make make more mistakes than what Jimmy Garoppolo made. And I believe I feel like he'll miss more of the routine plays that Jimmy Garoppolo would make. Can and I that's ask where question? our issue going to come in. Y'all, y'all still going to be great on defense. Still gonna be have a strong running game, but I think that's what things. I think that's what could kind of throw things off kilter uh, for y'all. Now that being said, I got y'all second in the division. If he has, so, if I mean, he has a good running game I mean, and a good defense, second with like ten wins. If he has a good running game and a defense, then he doesn't have to be great. We just we just established that. So I mean, like some of the off script plays, the deep ball throws that he can. And I sent you guys a video about that too. Thursday, Friday, that. That, whenever that they cute. played. In yeah. the preseason? Yeah. You didn't respond to it, though, Nick. You seen it, but you didn't say anything. Uh, I think you had it. That was cute. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, just, I just had to let you – I just had to let the listeners know he saw it, but because of this bet we got going on with him and Jalen Hurts, he didn't He didn't, He didn't. didn't say a thing. Uh, yeah, it was cute. Well, y'all going to owe me so much tequila when the season over? Man. <laughs> we will see, man. <laughs> we will see. But I'm telling you <laughs> – I don't think it's wild or crazy to give the Niners two more wins on top of what they did last year with the Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think that's crazy or asinine. Now, as far as me saying that the Rams would lose eight games, yeah, that's a little bit wild. But, again, they're not coming into this season the way they came into last season, I don't think. Everybody's gotten paid. I mean, like, when do you ever know anybody to work harder after they've gotten the money? Like, it just doesn't happen. They do it to get it. And when they get it, eh, don't be surprised if we see some people missing games. They're injured. I mean, they're hurt, but they're not really injured, but they're missing games. Uh, now, we know what Aaron Donald brings to the table. But, again, now he's paid and he's already a Super Bowl champion. How much more is he going to give us? I just don't think this is going to be the team that everybody think is going to be again. They're good. They star-studded. They're loaded. And I think at some point – you're going to see maybe not a Super Bowl hangover, but uh, damn, it took us so much. The, the Jerry Goff stuff, the Todd Gurley crap. We finally overcame all of that, and we finally won a Super Bowl. Damn it, I'm tired. And I think they're just they're going to be exhausted, and they're going to finally like be running on fumes. Uh, but don't worry about it. The San Francisco 49ers will take over the wheel, and his name is Trey Day. Trey Day 5, that is. Trey Lance. The era is officially beginning ladies and gentlemen and i'm not just saying that because i'm a biased niner fan i'm telling you that if you remember rg3 his rookie season with the washington you know what they used to be called and mike shanahan was the head coach and kyle shanahan was the oc that rookie season that robert griffin the third had 
mind you, he didn't have another great season after that. He was rookie of the fucking year. What the hell do you think Trey Five, Trey Day, is going to do? Not that. So uh, I want to I want to bottle tequila for each of my wins. Can you explain uh, what, what, why he's what, not going to do that? You said what? Can you explain why he's not going to do that? Briefly. I don't, th- I don't think he's as good as Robert Griffin III was coming out. I don't think he's as good as you think he is, obviously. How, um, how good was Robert so, Griffin III? When he, the, the, when he came out? No, period. How good was he? I mean, yeah. I mean, after he got injured, he was never the same. But that, but that rookie year, he won rookie of the year for a reason. Yeah, and I just gave you the reason, and you're still looking over that. It's Kyle Shanahan, Nick. He was the reason. All right, you saw what RG three could do after. I don't think it was just him. I, I think I think RG three could ball, but I don't think he was ever physically or mentally the same after after his injury. So we're just gonna blame it all on the injury, huh? I think. I mean, it happens. It's, it's not like it's the first time it's ever happened when somebody has a devastating knee injury early in their career and things go badly after that. Okay. Okay. We see the basketball. I mean, we still watching Derrick Rose. Be whatever was left to him, but I mean, you know, when we look back on what we thought he was going to be, it's certainly not this. Okay, I and, got and Kyle Shanahan is the reason that RG three was great. Uh, Mike Shanahan is definitely the reason why he never got back there. Yeah, and yeah. Not, not to mention, yeah, if you replace Kyle with Mike, then it's, it's that's that's a whole different ball game you're dealing with there. Yeah, yeah, can't argue with Cause it. Because Mike, Mike never wanted it. Mike literally dropped for the quarterback right behind him. He did. He wanted Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. But Kirk Cousins yeah. is still playing football, and Robert Griffin III isn't. So right. maybe Mike maybe Mike knew what he was doing. The other one wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Mike knew what he was doing. It's just he was forced to draft Robert Griffin III, and again, not to shit on Robert Griffin III because he looked like he would have been okay. But again, it was more system than anything. I'm sorry, guys. This is what it is. This is what it was. But it's, it, it is what it is. Hey, like, hey, look, Nick is going to give me the drug test. I promise you, though, y'all, it's not the runts. It's not the it's not the ice cream. It's not any any strand that you think it could, that you could think of that you may be on. It's not that. It's me. <laughs> it's me really saying that the Niners are about to do some things. And I, I don't know what Trey Lance's career is going to be. I just think he's going to start off hot on fire while nobody knows what to what to watch. There's nothing on film. There's just nothing. So I think that this is where he takes advantage. The same thing Colin Kaepernick did his first year when he took over from Alex Smith's injury, and Alex Smith never got the job back. Now, a few years after seeing the read option and things like that, blah, 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 we all know the rest is history. Hey, now he really can't read defenses. Make him beat you with his arm, not his legs, and then he was out of the league. Now, that's not all the reason why he was out of the league, but you know what I mean. It looked like he wasn't the quarterback we thought he was. I'm not saying that won't be Trey. I'm just saying he's going to get off to a hot start and looking at that schedule as I was giving it to you, say what you want to say, but the both of you were saying to yourselves, yeah, yeah, I don't really hear a lot of losses in that schedule either. It's just the way it's set up and designed, and I'm not even oh, no, telling you it's real. It. Go ahead. I, I definitely saw some losses in there for you. I just, of I course just you get did. them out. Of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. Well, you said we're not going to beat uh, – I think you said we're not going to beat the Rams. You, you you barely wanted to give us the split. I don't think you – Yeah, you're not going to beat them twice. You okay. may beat them once. You ain't going to beat them twice. I mean, it, it, this is crazy. You know, we beat them twice every year, <laughs> but you know for sure we're not going to do it this year with Trey Lance. Okay. Y'all, y'all beat them twice last year in the first year of Matthew Stafford. But, yeah, Matthew Stafford is better than Jerry Goff. Y'all not going to beat them second year. Not twice. 
and I'll say it, I'll say this again. Matthew Stafford was just one pass, one pass attempt away from from going home in that NFC Championship game. I mean, hey. we we wouldn't even gotten the playoffs if if it wasn't for Matt Stafford. So I'm just saying he's cool. He's cool. Jimmy Garoppolo was one completed pass from winning the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. That is true, but the defense still <laughs> folded a lot as well in that game. So I don't want to just put it all on Jimmy. I'm gonna keep it real. The defense. They had chances to make stops and they did not. Um, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's all on Jimmy. I'm saying one, that one player. No, is what no doubt. Hey, no doubt about it. He, if, if you if you put that where it needs to be, Emmanuel Sanders is, is still running in the tunnel, all the way out of the park in the parking lot, all of that. With the, and he would have passed the goal line with the ball. He ran straight into the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, that's right. I can't argue with that. I'm just saying that, man. Jimmy Garoppolo, hell, he, you know, we really want we we really were not a ten and seventeen. Jimmy Garoppolo gave the Titans a win. Jimmy Garoppolo gave uh, uh, several teams a win. So, I mean, and again, we can use the injuries for an excuse, but we were a 11 or 12 win team even last season. So, just saying with I Trey. Mean, if, if uh, what you call that doesn't get called for offside, Patrick Mahomes has two Super Bowls and Brady only has six. Yep. Hey, can't argue with you there. You know, so there's, there's a whole lot of ifs on, on, these, on these single plays. But at the end of the it's day, some guy got done and some didn't. And, yeah, it's and, a game of inches. And, yeah, it's a game of inches, all right. A game of scripts. How in the hell does D4 do something like that and nobody says a damn thing? I mean, I mean, you know, like, he does it. And, you know, yeah, they call it back. But mm, how did that look to you? Like, every freaking play during that game, that's the play where he decides to line, obviously, offside. That was part of the script. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And then they traded his ass to the 49ers, and they rewarded him with another uh, a good team and a Super Bowl appearance, only to lose to the team that traded his ass away to the 49ers. Man, those are some hell of a coincidences. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm going to get you at every time, Nick, because you still don't want to believe. You don't want to look into it. Like I look into it. You don't want to see what I'm showing you. And, you know, hey, I was always told a hard a, a hard head makes a soft ass. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you are not going to get any tequila from me or Terrence this season. I'm, I'm, I'm damn near. I don't, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think you, I don't think you will. I really don't. Uh, but we're going to talk about what it's going to be, what we want to do. Because, I mean, I already got a case of Heineken coming from Terrence. And I'm trying to figure out what you're going to give me. Um, but, uh, guys, this has been nice. This has been great. Another good show. And uh, I was just happy to finish this NFC West thing off. Can't wait to get into the AFC next week, ladies and gentlemen. We'll start from, in our opinions, the worst to the best, just like we did the NFC. We're going to start with the AFC East, and we're going to work our way over to the AFC South, to the AFC North, and then to the AFC West. And we've only got a few weeks to do this. And as the way I see it, our September 5 episode, that's going to be the one where we're going to have to do the AFC North and the AFC West. So that's going to be a jam-packed one right there. But uh, the yep. next two weeks, we've got the East and we've got the uh, the South. Can't wait to talk about Tua and, and, and Tyreek Hill and, you know, the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins coming from San Francisco. Um Mac Jones in year two and Bill Belichick and whatever the hell they're doing with the coaching staff. No OC, no DC. Or could Bill Belichick come off as the wisest, smartest M-effer in NFL history? 
You know, if they pull something miraculously off and, and you know, like get to the Super Bowl or deep in the AFC playoffs without even naming uh, an OC or DC, <laughs> defensive guys calling offensive plays. We just got so much to chop it up about. Are the Dolphins for real finally? Are, are the Bills still number one in that division? And what's up with the Jets and Zach Wilson? You know, since he kind of went down, it's not as serious as we thought. It's an MCL, just a couple of weeks, but still. Um, I had Jimmy Garoppolo on the phone. I thought he was going to be a Jet, and then they said it's not the ACL. Now, I promise you guys I'm not wishing any bad stuff on Zach Wilson. I just want Jimmy Garoppolo to get moved. And now, guys, do you all have anything before we finish this show of the Great Debate Show? Uh, yeah, I'm just on here shopping to see what a uh, new liver costs on the black market because I'm going to need one yeah. after winning all these bets with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you half of mine, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that's a good one there, Nick, for real. Uh, but, yeah, don't worry about it, man. You you ain't going to need it. <laughs> You're not going to need it. Uh, Terrence, what you got? Hey, I don't have anything, man. Uh just, just the conversation like these is just making me look more and more forward to football season. Man, what? I'm not looking forward. I'm not looking forward to cold weather, but uh, there's just nothing like football, you know. Yeah, I'm kind of like you know, to no, no matter how you feel about you know pro sports as a you know how you feel about it, but like there's just nothing like pro football, man. And and it's I know that over the over the past few years we've had controversy after controversy, whether you know we as black people should watch or shouldn't watch or whatever the case may be, but yeah. Man, that league is over what, like seventy something, almost eighty percent black. Yeah, I want to support my brothers and sisters in any way I can. So I, I watch football, and you know, there's almost not a not a sport as as black as football is right now, and, and uh, it's just nothing like it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm getting more and more amped up for it. Right. Yep. Hey, man. I, well said, T. Couldn't I couldn't um, say it any better than that. I agree. No matter how much I try to get out, they keep pulling me back in because it is, real or fake, the most entertaining game I've ever seen in my yeah. life. It's something that I always uh, loved since the first time I laid eyes on it. Uh, it was a guy named Joe Montana throwing the football, and my uncle was saying, man, watch this guy right here. He cool as a motherfucker. That's exactly what he said. He was just like, watch him. And I said, all right, but I like that team they're going against. That team they were going against was the Cincinnati Bengals. I would have had some bad, bad years had I picked them. But yeah, this is have. just this is me as a six-year-old kid watching Super Bowl 23, just saying to myself, like, wow, six, seven years old, like, wow, he really did pull it off. And then he said that that guy named Jerry Rice was from Mississippi. That done it for me. It was over with. I said, yep, yeah, the Bengals helmets do look good because I was looking at the helmets. I love those. I, man, I love those helmets. And I said, nah. I got to go with this team in that white and gold, man, and that white and red and gold, man. That that dude from Mississippi is a bad boy, and that dude is throwing him to him. He's cool as hell. And they, he was like, yeah, that's what they call him, Joe Cool. It was over with for me. So that's the best sport. I, I wanted to play it. I played it a little bit. I thought I was Dion. I, <laughs> I was a, you know, hey, that is the game. And as much as I love basketball and Michael Jordan, it was always secondary to, to football. And the entertainment part is the reason why, you know, I still watch it. It's the reason why we do what we do right now, Terrence. And then, you know, we just, let's be honest, all the other TV shows and the media shows and sports entertainment do the same thing. They just give you takes until football season is back. They even come up with stories just until the football season comes back. Watch yeah. it. 
Pay attention closely. Everything, all the basketball, all the Brooklyn Net drama will be gone uh, by September 8th when they kick it off. Because, like, now everybody's entertained again. Everybody's in tune to football. Um, also, Ole Miss. Ole Miss football is coming up too, guys. Uh, we're going to talk more college football this year. Just giving everybody a heads up in the future of the Great Debate Show. We've got to play them, pick them. Uh, we're going to do a lot of that coming up here right before the season starts. Uh, so just stay tuned with that because we got a lot of information and we will have a special guest to explain how you're going to play this uh, power pick them thing to where it's pretty much fantasy football, but uh, it's going to be fun and uh, just something interesting for the listeners at the Great Debate Show. Nick, what's that you got? So also this day in sports history, we're going to wish to have a birthday to Chiefs Officer Coordinator Eric Bieniemy. He is 53 years old today. Wow. wow. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hopefully, get a head coaching job sometime soon because this is really getting out of hand. Well, I tell you one thing. I'm going to say this right now. If the Niners don't win 12 games or if the Niners don't make the postseason and if Trey Lance is as bad as St. Nick says he is, Lynch and Shanahan should be fired and Eric Bieniemy should be the 49ers' next coach. I'll say that right now. Because it might be a blessing in disguise. It could be. It's whatever with me. I'm just about winning. But I'm just saying that. (laughs) As, as, as much as I'm putting on this hype and I'm buying into the hype with Trey Lance, and I do believe he's going to get out to a great start. I mean, not like a great start as far as his skill set, his playing. I'm just saying he'll progress as the season goes by. But they will get wins regardless. And he'll get better as the season goes on. But my thing is, if it blows up in his face, it's like, hey, Kyle, okay, you're the same person that drafted Solomon Thomas number two overall in the 2017 draft when Deshaun Watson was in that damn draft. Patrick Mahomes was in that damn draft. All right, that was that was the that was a red flag right there. But they got lucky and they they made it. They had a few good late round picks in Kittle and 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 uh you know a few Dre Greenlaw and some players like that as the season progressed. Fred Warner, those good late picks. But if you do not succeed, everybody's gonna say, oh man, you could have kept Jimmy. Jimmy only had, Jimmy only had this many losses. He he won no matter what, even though they've said it a hundred times. We drafted him because Jimmy's never available, <laughs> you know. But still, I'm just saying, if this, if they drop the ball with this, it's time for the Lynch and Shanahan era to end. I'm saying that right now. I don't care what any other Niner fan that disagrees says or what they think. It's just what it is. They got lucky on some things. Let's be honest. They got lucky. With D4 coming in, and then they drafted Bosa, and that still didn't really work because D4 didn't give us a damn thing after the 2019 season. And I'm just saying, Eric Bieniemy does need a job, and hey, if they get this wrong with Trey Lance, I could see him being the next coach of the 49ers or somebody. Uh, what about the Baltimore Ravens? Like, what if Lamar Jackson? What if Lamar Jackson says Week One we didn't get a deal done? Screw it, I'm not showing up. And what if Huntley has to play week one just just out of the blue? Nobody knew he was going to do it. He practiced. He showed up for training camp. What if he doesn't play? Does Harbaugh get fired for not getting that deal done? Can Eric B. Enemy hook up with Lamar Jackson? And you know he's going to bring some talent into Baltimore. What if well, getting that deal done is not John Harbaugh's responsibility. That's on, that's on the front office. Well, I'm going to put it on Harbaugh because I don't like him. How about this? <laughs> I've just never been a fan of him, man. I don't, I don't know what he does. I think he's a good guy. He's cool, but I mean, what does he do, Terrence? You're, it's your team. What does he do? He wins, man. He gets results. Besides him winning, who who wins? Who wins? 
You mean Lamar Jackson, who saved his job? Who wins? Lamar may, Lamar may have indeed saved his job, but I mean, I can't argue with the results, man. So that's it. We're just going to go with the results. You don't have Listen, nothing. Listen, we had, we, we, we had Brian Billick before that. You think I want to go back to that? <laughs> uh, okay. I guess. I guess. That's a fair point. I guess, yeah. I just don't know what he does. He's a special teams guy. How can a special teams guy really have a real philosophy? You know, as far as the, this is what we do. This is, this is our identity right here. I don't know. I just don't know what the identity is. I never have. I know they run the ball sometimes and they play defense sometimes. Um, but yeah, Lamar, he should have been fired. If Lamar Jackson doesn't come in, he would have been out of there. We all know. Well, that. Lamar didn't save his job. Ozzy saved his job. Oh, you mean because he drafted him? By trading him back into the first round to get Lamar. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And he had a lot to do with Baltimore's success over the years. Or, oh, you he know, was everything. How he they would be competitive. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was like, looking for you to say in the first place. You want to talk about Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and I love those guys. The greatest Raven of all time is Ozzy. Yeah, that's what I was looking for you to say. That's what I was looking for you to say. can't argue with that. Yeah. Now, I won't argue with that at all. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. But, again, Harbaugh's not bad. To me, he's just never been good either. I'm sorry. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, man, this is a bad move for you, man. I wish you well, and I hope you stay healthy. But this is a bad, bad, dumb move. If he gets hurt, he's going to be the new Lamont Sanford because everybody's going to be calling him a big dummy. Um, <laughs> all right. That's it, man. We got to get out of here. We apologize for going so long, but this was another good one. And uh, I was just really revved up about this NFC West, man. I'm sorry. It's time to get on to the AFC East, and we can't wait for that one because I've got a lot to say about the Buffalo Bills. I got a lot to say about a lot of teams in the AFC East, and you'll be surprised once again. Uh, uh -oh. Guys, that's it. Great, great show again. Share this episode. Go on Facebook and look up the Great Debate Show in the search bar so you can comment and get in on all the great debates with the good guys. That's Terrence Smith. That's Nick Ely. And this is me, Jarvis Jeffries. And we're signing off here at the Great Debate Show. Y'all have a good one. And please be safe. You know, take care, guys.